down in mine. So, hello everybody. Welcome to Godcast. I am your host, Hydrowave99, and I'm here today with my co-host and good friend, Blue Falpaca. How are you today? Hey, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. I mean, for those who didn't know, we missed last week because technical difficulties. <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, we missed last week because of technical difficulties. So we kind of decided to merge, you know, a couple of the topics we talked about last week with some interesting stuff that we have for this week. And one of the topics I am glad from last week, I am glad we saved for this week because there's a lot to talk about here. Bill, the Cosby. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, my my wall got moldy, and I had to bleach it. Ew, that sounds horrible. I had a fucking ten-year-old AC that finally fucking died. Thank God. But it, it took the wall with it. Oh, ew. At least it tried to. Like, literally, like, I, I'm, like, I'm sitting here at my computer desk, and this fucking thing, it just, I, like, it, I'm so glad it didn't take the entire window with it. But I'm just sitting here, and I hear... <laughs> like, it started grinding, and I was like, what the fuck? Turns out the entire thing was full with mold. It got some pebbles in it, and like it was like, oh my god! And it fucking like, oh my god! It, it's such a fucking hazard. Like, I did not know I was I was living with a ballistics like fucking AC. Wow. All right. Um, shall we get to start with the news? Yeah, sure. I'm 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 ready. Ready. Nice. All right. So, yeah. the first topic we have to talk about today is right. actually something that we had from last week. So this was something that. So we had a ghost dweller on the, for this topic last week, but unfortunately, our entire recording pretty much got neutered. Yeah, I I don't know what exactly happens. You never really explained it, but I I guess it got corrupted or it just you. Oh wait, no no no. Um, this is what I actually struggled with. Um, if your computer is like slow, like the CPU, like when you press stop and start recording, it glitches. Like it never fully stops recording, and then it doesn't save properly or something. Either way, the Recording got snuffed by an unknown being inside the Hydrowave's computer. Also, these cats. Sorry. It's fine, yeah. Unfortunately, my article for that I had saved for the topic, so I have to go ahead and... Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Retrieve a different article, so... The one on here, the one I have here is from CNET. Originally, I had a different one from a different site. But yeah, so pretty much what it is is that Netflix is going to expand into video games. And they're going to do it at no cost to people. So if you have already a Netflix subscription, 
you do not have to pay more. And also, what they're going to do, they're going to start with mobile games first, and eventually they're going to have it so you can stream, like, console games. Which is really interesting. The only problem I have with it is I don't want it to turn into, like, a Stadia deal. They're doing mobile games first. So that's good. Or, or is it just, like, um, more like that, or is it, uh, is it, like, streaming from your phone? Like, so, a, Yeah, so based on how Netflix is being described according to this, is that they're going to offer ad-free games for mobile devices. Okay. And then what they're going to do is they're going to eventually expand this down the road. So I think this is a smart option. I think right now, yeah, because Luna and Stadia kind of went in a different direction. I mean, Stadia, which I have Stadia, by the way. Oh, yeah. I actually have the controller flying around somewhere in my room, but I know that with Stadia, you know, you they try to make it seem more like a console-like experience where you're, like, buy each individual game. And then you have, like, a little premium subscription you could pay for if you want to for additional stuff. But also with Stadia, they had, like, so many more advanced features, like being able to, like, have, like, the ability to have, like, you know, like, hey, if you're streaming the game on YouTube, you could have other people join in on your game just by going through YouTube and Stadia. But I that, see. Yeah, but yeah. that never really went, that never took off yet. I think that's right now just gotten to beta. And then Luna. But, uh, yeah. Back, oh, sorry. It's fine. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say back to Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say, and then oh. Luna, they pretty much just went just complete subscription. Like, that's it. Microsoft, however, I think overall, so far at least, has the best approach. Yeah, with uh, Game Pass. Yeah, because it's literally a companion. Sir. Yeah, it's literally a companion to, you know, Xbox and PC. Like if you pay, oh, yeah. if you pay Game Pass Ultimate, you just have access to this, and then you can just play games on your phone, or the browser now. So that's oh yeah, definitely. I think I I hope Netflix goes that route. Yeah. Just considering how useful it is compared to like, you know, I guess Stadia with like pay for the game, and you never truly really own it, even not physically. Like, or digitally, kind of, I guess. It's never really saved on the... It's on the cloud, so, you know. Yeah. That's the, that's the only issue, I guess, with, with uh, Stadia compared to, like, you know, if Netflix goes, like, more like Xbox's sort of route. Yeah, and I know that with Apple Arcade, they went completely more towards, like, a mobile-ish route with, like, a premium subscription, so that I hope they kind of... Not, not lean more towards Apple Arcade, but more like Xbox Game Pass. That would be nice. Definitely. Yeah. Even if it does mean kind of dumbing down what they give out, I guess. Yeah. You know, just to compensate for it not being a a, a a higher price for an extra, you know, thing. Um, Considering that, I, I wonder if they're going to eventually raise it if it becomes, like, a very popular thing. But then I remember when, like, Xbox was trying to, like, 
you know, Microsoft was trying to raise Xbox Live and stuff. I remember you mentioned that in the original recording, and I it did get me thinking, honestly. Like, you know, if, if they were to raise it down the line, you know, it, it'd be a tad. Uh, but but then again, I wouldn't want it to be like that exactly. But if they do it, who knows what the, the reaction would be? You know, if it's such a good experience. Like, if they start throwing out premium titles, you yeah. know, through Netflix gaming, then maybe a price increase would be a bit more reasonable, I guess. Yeah. I know one Anyhow. thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that one thing that Ghost brought up last time when he we were all here talking about this, which I wish he was here for this, was he brought up something like, hey, like, what if they got like, Castlevania or Resident Evil since they were promoting that on Netflix? Get some of those games on the service and then call it a day. Oh yeah, that that would be amazing, mm. especially with the uh, reverse coming out or e our reverse. <laughs> oh, that's like the multiplayer add-on to Resident Evil Village. So that's what I mean. Like, what if you get a Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Two Remake or like any of the Castlevania games, or at least if Netflix at least is not Simon's Quest. Yeah. Crouching a wall for a good hour and then a tornado sweeps you away. Gameplay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or I was thinking more like what if, you know, like say if they're gonna keep promoting Castlevania, what if they went to the route of like listen? We're gonna have we're gonna invest in some first party studios for our service. And then we're going to go to Konami and ask them, hey, could you license out Castlevania for us to make a game? An exclusive Castlevania game for our service. That would get a couple eyeballs over. And then you get, like, the major, par you know, the major parties, like, you know, like EA and Ubisoft and everybody on board. If they could play their cards right, this could be a very powerful move. Definitely. I, I'd like to see that just because Netflix doesn't really have, like, studios that they've bought out, like Microsoft, with, like, you know, with, like, you know, a rare uh, series of, uh, of um, like, the rare sort of uh, a company itself. I mean, um, and their titles, you know, with, like, uh, I can't think of another example from Microsoft, but, Bethesda. you know, in, in general. Oh, yeah, Bethesda. Durr. That's the most recent one. Durr. Um, excuse me. Uh, but with Netflix, you know, they have, like, you know, licenses to use, like, you know, make titles, like, you know, movie movie titles for, like, you know. But not exactly they own Resident Evil or Capcom or uh, Konami or anything like that. It's it, it, it might be a tad bit more of a, uh, not a stretch, but a, of a, a play. It'd be, it might be just a tad bit more complicated, but at the same time, it, it it's kind of easy because, you know, they already asked, hey, can we make a Resident Evil movie and, you know, that sort of stuff, or a series, I mean, excuse me. It's 12.30, I just got back from the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Also, I had to reassemble this fucking computer. 
like untangle the damn cables. Uh, there was a nice segment at the beginning that didn't get recorded, but it was basically me fumbling around with my webcam mic, trying to find the cable in the dark. And I was like, hmm, what should I do? Oh, yes, turn on a light. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, Anyhow. <clears throat> yeah, like, imagine if that got recorded as a BTS segment. That would have been funny, but then again, we all know you don't like to show your face off very much, so we can't really do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had, uh, I had an amazing segment where I was, like, you know looking at the camera and it was off and I switched to it and then I think it was uh what was his name Utak it was the Spongebob caveman dude let me try to find his picture here he is and it was just me imagine some blonde dude with long hair and glasses that has like a very fat face um looking at and fumbling around the cable, looking up every once in a while to talk to somebody. And then all of a sudden it switches to, like, um, this. <laughs> you can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Very, very finely edging on that line of, like, Yeah. Terry Crafts. <laughs> anyway, back to basics. Yeah. Netflix. Yeah, so overall, I think this is an interesting move. I mean, like I said, we went into more detail. We wish we had some more things to say last week, but that was with Ghost involved. And yeah, this is just an interesting move overall. I see he's um he's active on the, uh, the uh, Skype. Uh... The uh, list. He was active of how long ago? He might pop in for another cameo. I think he was streaming last I saw. He was active 17 minutes ago. Maybe. Anyhow. Who knows? <clears throat> back to that. I don't know why I cleared my throat to go back to segue. It's fine. Our next. Anyway. Now our next topic is our next two topics are kind of a yin and a yang. So for the positive side. You know what that is, right? Yin yang. Yeah. Kind of. All right. Anyways, so we're gonna go on to talk about the Halo Infinite multiplayer beta that was just started. Well, if we're recording this on August first at like almost well one o'clock in the morning, and technically it'll be on the Friday, but we could see here that you know this was something you had to sign up for through the Halo Insider program. Which I unfortunately not get to do this, but from what I've heard, saw from in, 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 you know, like from different feedback on the internet, this game is like a mixture of Halo 3 with Halo 5, but it leans more towards the classic side. You know, I, I, so my first introduction to this beta was being told that it was like Animal Crossing with Halo. And then me and Ghostweller made a big joke about Animal Crossing with guns and murdering Tom Nook. It just evolved into that. And Isabel... It, it became very strange with Isabel, considering she's a golden retriever. 
I don't want to think about it, though. <laughs> right. But anyway, so the test, the way the beta worked is that they, it was mostly with bots. So it was bots, you get to experience on the character customization, etc. And there were a lot of cool things they did with this test. Like, for instance, you could pick your AI companions. Like, you could pick what your version of Cortana would be as a Spartan. They showed off armor customization, which is like, you kind of have these armor cores. And you could like pick out different pieces and whatnot. Improve the armor customization and on top of it too, like, you know. They just made it feel more like classic Halo. But with some modern twists. Oh yeah. They showed like how like one of the things they showed was like how like they had like some of the advanced movement options from Halo 5s as like pickups and that items it used as a pickup. They just, instead of using them immediately, like, say, invisibility, you can hold on to that invisibility, and you can save that invisibility for when you need it. I also see that um, there was uh, a few, I guess, leaks. Like, there was, like, campaigns in the multiplayer. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, so they actually had some campaign data in the multiplayer files. And then, so what, they, so what happened, some of the developers like, hey, listen, we accidentally left some of the campaign data in the multiplayer beta. Just keep an eye on spoilers and just avoid it. Oh, yeah. No, I was just like, wow, that's interesting. Like, multiple campaigns. I mean, it's already been done before, of course. But, <laughs> you know, um, multiple campaigns. What if they, like, collide or something? I would love, like, a uh, choose-your-own-adventure Halo. Hmm. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I know they already did something like that with Halo 5, where, like, you had, like, two different perspectives. Like, you had Master Chief's perspective and then the other guy's perspective. Yeah, I, I was more, like, in the sense of it being kind of, like, a multi-sort of, like, choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing, where mm -hmm. it's, like, you could have X happen, but there's also Y and Z that you could not exactly choose... But you had the option to choose if you really want. Like, uh, it's a non. It's it, the the choice is not up in your face, and it's not very obvious. But if you want something to happen that's different, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I think what they're doing actually is that for this test, what they're doing is. They actually did something. What I heard, they, what they did is that they actually are doing multiple campaigns. So they have multiple different stories. Mm. So what Halo Infinite is supposed to be, is campaign side, is that it's going to be more of an open world-ish sort of Halo. With some uh -huh. RPG elements in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and... From some people, I guess from what this from somewhat some people have said that looked through the data, they said that the story was looking to be very good for a Halo game. So if you've been playing Halo for a long time, this game, both its multiplayer mode, which is free to play, and the campaign are just looking to be an absolute delight for Halo fans. The only question. Mm -hmm. Will John Halo Reveal his face. Don't think so, but who knows? <laughs> or will he have a face within a face? Within a face. Like one of those Russian doll things. 
Uh, no, I remember seeing a Boundary Break episode from She Says, I think. It was like, he saw the, the cutscene at the end where um, Master Chief, like, takes off his helmet. And it's just another helmet underneath. <laughs> so it was like, wow. Wow, even if you broke into the game. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So, I think with the, with the good news out of the way we have unfortunately some minor new minor bad news i say minor because this news i feel is almost inconsequential and that is that dr mario world which was one of nintendo's mobile games is actually being delisted on november 1st it'll be gone And already, they stopped the sale of diamonds, which is like their premium currency for the game. I see. So, I mean, it's a mobile game. I mean, like I said, it's minor, not the end of the world. But this game in particular actually is Nintendo's least profitable mobile game they have active right now. Like, if you look at their current lineup of games, I bel- for mobile games, I believe it's Fire Emblem Heroes, which is like like around $600 billion it made. And then it goes to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Then Dragalia Lost. Then Mario Kart Tour. Then Super Mario Run. And this game was just distant last. I see. So this game essentially just, it was just struggling. Like, I haven't seen people talk about this game. I'm going to be honest. I honestly have never heard about it until you brought it up. I, I was searching it on the way home. And I was like, Dr. Mario World? What? This is a mobile game? This is like... Tetris, that you, this is like something you would have on like a uh, one of those like uh, LCD screen things, like the Game & Watch things. This is like, this could be a keychain game. Well, this was a game that series that was historically been on like Nintendo consoles that has been kind of like a puzzly game. So it kind of, they could say at the time they're like, hey, this would be pretty decent to move over to mobile. And this is the game where you have, like, Dr. Baby Peach. Literally, that was the character. Oh, interesting. Yes, that that makes sense. Or you can literally have Dr. Bowser or Dr. Yoshi. Awesome. I'd love a, I'd love a, uh, the Surgeon General being a, uh, deformed dinosaur that has a long tongue (laughs) that will consume And uh, protect um, toddlers who <laughs> whine way too much. Or and cannot shut the fuck up when it's about to die. <laughs> I mean, then again, you also have Dr. Baby Mario. <laughs> PhD in um, moving the uh, rainbow like track things. Right. You know, little, like, rattling things that you can turn, and they, like, are on, like, a wire track. 
Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Gotta make jokes. Oh, we have to. That's 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 your stick. It's it's not yeah. a Godcast episode where you don't make jokes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, yeah, this is a minor news. Not the end of the world, but it's a shame to see a game shut down. Oh yeah. Like what happened to Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Oh my God, that was worse. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that there it's lost media. You know, well, it's like. What? I was say technically it was Lost Media because it did get re-released recently. Well, yeah, but <sighs> I mean, yeah, if you're going to find a copy for the Xbox 360 or the PS3, it's your SOL on that one. Yeah. But... I'm just saying, like, you know, it's interesting. Like, you know, emulation and that sort of stuff is kind of illegal, I guess. Um. But, it, you know, it's the only way to really preserve stuff other than have companies monetize, like, re-releases or, you know, ports. Yeah, it's like, it's the only way to play Panzer Dragon Saga without having to spend, like, $1,000 on a Sega Saturn and an actual copy of the game. Yeah, because, like, aren't, like, Xboxes, like, the original Xbox, aren't, aren't there, like, the, like, you're on heat sinks or whatever, like, not heat sinks... Your arms themselves aren't they like rotting? I guess I haven't heard anything about that, but there's something about them. They they were like they're decomposing, and like I mean that's scary. And you know Nintendo stopping like you know this was a while ago, but they stopped like uh, you know doing tech support for the NES. You know just like or I, I don't know or even then like. How Nintendo stopped like the Wii, the Wii from being able to buy games on the Wii, or holy shit, the Wii Shop channel! Oh my fucking god, I, I miss all of. The... Okay, I had a lot of demos from the Wii Shop. There was this one where you were a pile of liquid that would go down a maze and you could die um, if you lost too much liquid. And then there was Tick Tick Boom, and then there was a few other demos. There was like a Pokemon like MMO before like. Pokemon Unite, and it wasn't even MMO. It was more like just beat 'em ups. Oh my god! And they looked like they looked like Rayman, and it's all gone. Are you talking about the Pokemon Rumble games? I think that's what it is. I do not. Yeah, know. the Pokemon Rumble games. I think I know what the fluid game. I think you're talking about. Like you're going through like mazes and stuff like that. And yeah, I think I have that game. My Wii U actually. Oh my god! I, now I could never. The demos were the games to me, like I could not. Yeah, like the only way you're ever going to be able to get those back is if you homebrew your Wii at this point. Oh yeah, but, yeah. With pr- preservation and this sort of stuff, you know, it's like, um, you know, back to the original thing, you know, like back to Doctor Mario World. Yeah, it's like. The, this, this, I mean, it, it's kind of just like Dr. Mario, so you're not really missing that much, but it's Dr. Mario, it's, yeah, it's like Dr. Mario, but it's literally just Dr. Mario, but mobilized. Yeah, I think the worst thing about a lot of these mobile games, especially ones that are like this, they're always online, so when the game is offline on October 31st, which is when the, the game ends, 
Goodbye to that game, especially if you spent money on that game. Yep. Oh, it's gonna be worse. Like, what if like ten or twenty years from now, like Fortnite starts to become popular, and then like anyone who spent money on Fortnite, that money's gone. That's why I never buy microtransactions. It's only ever DLC that adds to the base game, never like microtransaction DLC. I despise that stuff because when this game isn't worth playing or, you know, the multiplayer's hacked, like Black Ops 3, um, it's not becoming that bad right now, but I think there's more hackers in the lobbies than ever before. And to get all the DLC weapons through the loot crates, to hell with that. You know, you're just going to be spending millions just to get the damn things. Yeah. You know? I know that, like, some microtransactions, here's my stance. Like, most microtransactions I avoid. There are some, like, I, some, some Fortnite stuff, I actually don't mind how Fortnite does it because it's mostly like, hey, if you buy the item, you have the item, and that's it. Like, if it's that type of microtransaction, I'll go for it. But if it's like a loot box or anything like that, I will never spend money on a loot box. I just find that to be a pain in the ass. I find all types just... The only reason they're abhorrent is because when the game is dead, where where did all your money go? You spent $60 or maybe free or less than 60 or above 60 for stuff that down the road you're not going to be able to really use or show off or just like with like when you bring up Fortnite, like you know there are people who are like oh yeah i have the og skins from season one you know um and you know uh from like you know this and that and what about the other ones like what about the ones you had last month you know, like, do, do you remember the uh, Ripley versus Sludge one? The blue one? I think I remember that one. It might have been, it was, it's been a while since I played some Fortnite, but... Yeah, but do you still use it as a skin? If you bought it. No, you don't. Because, like, the same thing with uh, LeBron James right now. It's Space Jam. You're not going to use him, like, miles down the road. Like, that's the only thing I don't like about microtransactions with, like, Fortnite and stuff, is, like, they become stale and nobody wants to see them again. And if you do, you get picked on, like, lol. Oh, shit. I opened up a ball of seltzer and splashed. <laughs> I need to shut the fuck up and pay attention. Yeah, I hear you. But, yeah, like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I know it's skins. It's kind of like you want to collect them all and then it becomes an expensive thing. Like, I know my, I have my step-cousin. Who is a big fan of like Mario Kart Tour, and he has, doesn't really spend money, but he spends like he mostly does like the their gold pass for that game. So this is actually still oh, yeah. relevant. This is still relevant to Nintendo, so this actually is relevant to the topic. Um, he'll spend money on the gold pass for that game, so he can get like boosts and stuff for the game. But I'm looking at like because there's a chart. Let me see if I can find it. Oh. Let me just give. Let me see if I can find a chat, and I'll, and I'll share a screen with you too. By the way. Oh yeah. Um, like finding that the only difference between like you know something you'll never use is like with Pokemon. The only difference I have with that with Pokemon, like, cause like, 
if you were there to get the Pokemon with the uh, mystery gift or, you know, something like that, you were there. And you could hack it, the the uh, Mew or the Mewtwo, or not the Mewtwo, the, like, Jirachi or Celebi back into the game. Or Deoxys, yeah. you know? All right, so but now, it's like... Yeah, okay, so take a look at my chart here. Actually, yeah, so you can see here that Farm Heroes is the mouse. So that's the one on the left. Look at the right side of the screen I'm sharing. You see the big image? Oh, yeah. So oh, this, my God. This, this <laughs> is January 26, 2020. So keep in mind, there's more up-to-date numbers on this, too. But you can just see why they pull the plug in Dr. Mario World. I can't believe Run is doing that better than... Isn't it just Subway Surfers, but Mario-themed? It's... <laughs> it's an endless runners type of game. Yeah, yeah, so... But it is... But if you think about it, the way the game works is... Essentially, for Mario Run, you, they did a different monetization strategy for that one, because that was like, you pay $10. And then you have access to the game. And I prefer to what Mario Run did. Oh, yeah. Then Fire Heroes came along. And then money. <laughs> yeah, money. <laughs> I can see that. It, it looks... It, it looks exponential. <laughs> Considering, you know, the... Okay, can't. Oh, Animal Crossing, yeah. Animal Crossing versus Fire... Fire Emblem isn't even super, super popular that much compared to Mario, and all the Mario ones are on the uh, left. Or the right, I mean. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm sure what you find surprising is the fact that Fire Emblem is making more money than Mario, and you know that Mario's the most iconic character. Oh, yeah, certainly. Excuse me for traffic. And also my cat's crawling up the fucking wooden beam in my house. Oh my god, they fucking crawl all the way to the top and then they jump off, like... Now, I know I do prefer... I have played, like, Farm Heroes and Mario Kart or I mean, mostly Mario Kart Tour. I, but that's the last one I played on Nintendo's mobile games because my cousin loves to play it and he asked me to play with him, like, almost all the freaking time. Yeah. Um, but believe, I would definitely... I'd take Farm Three Houses over Farm Heroes. Or I would take Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, I I played this game over Mario Kart Tour any day of the week. Or for the memes, Puyo Puyo Tricious 2. Well, that. But I'd play this. Undertale. Oh man, that was Cyberpunk. I'd play this over any of the mobile games. Any of them. What about, what about Doki Doki Literature Club? That's or Delta Run? Those games as well. Like, if I had my physical... I st I'm still waiting for my physical copy of Doki Doki Literature Club Plus to come in for my Switch. That way I can just do, yank it out and show it off on the podcast. Or Alfie's Fish Lady Porno. <laughs> yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play that one day. 
We'll do that in Godcast plays whenever we find time to do that because these new topics, these podcasts get a little longer than I thought it would be. If that ever does become a game, I don't think we ever could because it's literally a dating sim. Yeah, literally the thumbnail will just be demonetized. That's it. Yep. And we'd have to censor everything. <laughs> and it would just be unwatchable at that point. It'd just be our reactions of fucking pixels. No, for that one, we would have to make it audio only. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a uh, usual podcast. Mm. <laughs> well, then again, on my end, I usually have video feed on in mine, so it's not really. I mean, they can Alright, well, besides that, let's move on to the next topic, I think. Cause I think we're done with mobile games. Oh, yeah, I found an adapter to adapt a uh, an Xbox, one of the fat Xbox controllers. Speaking of the original Xbox, I found an adapter to plug it into my, like, computer. Hmm, nice. Interesting. It uses one of those, like, S-Video things, but it's not actually S-Video. looks like it. Kind of like the serial ports. Yeah, yeah, VGA. Anyway. So, for our next topic here, once it loads, (laughs) so our next topic, (laughs) our next topic here, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, no, it's fine, Uh, our next topic is that Tesla is pushing, Sorry. <laughs> Our next topic here for today is that Tesla is pushing back their semi trucks released to 2022. So, the original launch target for this thing was in 2019. So, this was before, well, way before the podcast even going to start in the first place. And. And they're saying the reason why they're delaying it is because of the limited availability of battery cells and global supply chain challenges. And if we look at their entire quotes here, what they're saying here, we believe we remain on track to build our first Model Y vehicles in Berlin and Austin in 2021. The pace of the respective production ramps will be influenced by the successful introduction of many new product and manufacturing technologies, ongoing supply chain related challenges, and regional well, permitting. Better focus on these factories, and due to limited availability of battery salts and global supply chain challenges, we have shifted the launch of the semi truck. Stupid ads. <laughs> we have shifted the launch of the semi truck program to 2022. We are also making progress on the industrialization of the Cybertruck, which is currently planned for awesome production subsequent to Model Y. Ah, yes, yeah, a cyber Cybertruck truck. Cybertruck. <laughs> Dude. Cybertruck 2077. Dude, what? Cybertruck 2022. <laughs> Dude, uh, literally, like, what if the Cybertruck was released? In 2077, we can have that perfect pun of we already have them. <laughs> and like, I think if AVGN gets uploaded to the uh, the fucking uh, the cloud, he'll be reviewing games in the cloud and be like, 2077? Fucking Tesla has. Or, no, why, why am I doing this voice? What? Why am I doing this voice? 
I sound sometimes like ABGN. Like, what were they thinking? Like, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, um... But yeah, um, this is interesting to think that, like, this... That Tesla has been attempting to get the cyber... The semi-truck in for a while now. And to hear that, like, you know, the global supply chain shortages have been impacting their production of being able to make these things. You know, it's kind of... A, it really shows, like, how the global supply chain, you know, with the chip shortages and everything, have been driving everything up a wall. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, I, I personally think it's also because they have to scale up the whole thing and have it be able to haul stuff that's really large. I also think that because, like, you think, you know, they can make, you know, F-150 Fords for, like, well, not, not them specifically, but they can make electric Fords, and Fords, you know, they, that's decent-sized flatbed, but, you know, you can only carry so much stuff in it, and not many people really use it for that, so there's not really much, like, stress, I guess, over the lifespan. You know, it doesn't gain many miles while being under a heavy load, you know, sort of speak. But with a semi-truck, they're always hauling shit in that freight, so it's like, you gotta think, they gotta... They gotta strengthen the damn thing, you know? They gotta make sure that one is able to pull that that um that weight. But also it just needs to be yeah, more efficient and be be durable for that sort of stress, you know? Yeah. I saw you giggling. What, what pun are you thinking of? The thing that this thing could have been hauling Steam Decks or Nintendo Switches if it wasn't for these supply chains. And I would have gotten away with it too if we weren't for those damn semiconductor shortages. <laughs> or. And that stupid robo dog of yours. <laughs> ro ro! <laughs> nice Scooby Doo joke there. Um, well, speaking of uh, Steam Decks in game. <laughs> sorry. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, this is. Oh, I mean, overall, you know. This is an interesting thing to see, you know, the delay of this major product from Tesla. And it shows, like, they're trying to diversify from just being electric cars to being more the, to us other vehicle categories. And they just haven't been able to do it because of purchase supply shortages. Um, but speaking of Steam Decks and gaming PCs, we have to talk about some of the game PCs. Because supposedly, there was supposedly a, some states in the United States have been passing some energy efficiency laws for, that could impact gaming PCs. Yeah. It's not as big as you think, no. let me tell you. Yeah, it isn't. But we're still going to talk about because it gives us an opportunity to clear it up with the masses. So if any of you are watching this, please watch because we're going to explain some stuff here. Oh, yeah, certainly. And, and not only that, but it's also just going to be like, you know, kind of, I guess, get your shit together in a way with like, you know, the... Um, pre-built stuff not being like 
Because that's all it is, I think, is that they weren't made to be energy efficient. They weren't set to be like that, I guess. I think that was the whole thing. Was just, just, it was like, you know, we set this thing, you know, without the power savings sort of thing, I guess. And that's why they couldn't really sell them as those states because of the power stuff, I guess. Yeah, so essentially what was, what's going on is that some states, such as California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington, are ha- getting are having some more power consumption regulations. And in these sort of states, they're blocking orders from some, some things of running game PCs in those states. Now, we go through the article... Now, now most of the stuff is focuses more on California, and the rules that they were trying to put in place have been incoming since 2016, and the, the fork, and they were supposed to be passed in July 2021. And fortunately, they have a link here so you can read the, you know, the regulation, and you can see. I'm going to pull up the regulation myself. Which, which, by the way, Alpaca, if you go to to that Word document, I have the links to everything. So you can take a look at this energy bill yourself. I see. Yeah, but it's just... It's insane how, I guess, clickbait, like, false, you know falsified they are i guess in a way because it's not as terrible as you know gaming pcs are being banned and you know they're not for the general public anymore or just like you know you know my freedom stuff it's literally just like it's like a power thing that they didn't enable or something um you know so pretty much what's going on here is that they're pretty much are going to so they gave they're giving manufacturers time to like adjust. They gave manufacturers some time to like make sure they can adapt their technologies with these new regulations in place. And essentially yeah, so it's mostly from what I heard here, and if you go on the thing here, it, it says that there's an update, and it mostly targets PCs with high power consumption when idle. Yeah, that's it, that's it. It was um mostly just idle stuff. Like, when it's idle, it consumes a lot more power, and, you know, there's just a setting that they didn't, they didn't, you know, um, enable, and it was just, like, they made a big deal out of it, and they shouldn't have. Yeah, so it says, even here in the article, it says, provide a powerful PC has a power supply that is able to lower the power usage enough while idle. It'll satisfy the CEC energy efficiency requirements. However, exactly. Mind, however, a- PCs using a power supply that still uses a lot of power while idle will be banned in certain states. So, the ones that we mentioned in the article. So, pretty much what's going on here, essentially, is that if the PC you're using does not lower the power when idle, that thing's getting banned. 
So like my PC probably wouldn't be but my PC right now, my Skylake PC from 2013, probably wouldn't qualify in that state because it's an old ass computer. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think though, like it, like most PSUs are. I think they're more efficient in general compared to like your free build Alienware or something. You know, it's. I don't think it's that blanket. You know. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just saying that, like. Oh yeah, of course. Power. I'm. 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 I just want to make sure you know. You know. I mean, it's 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 definitely not gonna like. It's not like they're completely outright banning anything that has gaming capability or, like, you know. It's literally just, like, how much power the PSU, you know. Yeah, and I have another article here that kind of details more of this. So let me just give it, see if my Word document actually is willing to work with us here. That's the most important part. There we go. It wants to work with me. Awesome. Once it's done loading, we can get going and take a look at this other article I found. I think after this, we have... Yeah, after this topic here, we have one more topic before we get to the main event of the whole episode. And... Dead, dead, dead. Okay, here we go. So... This article here kind of goes into more detail, and it uses, like, Jay-Z Sense video. Oh, yep. <laughs> so, pretty much... Yeah, saying it only applies to pre-built, and it says, The new law regulates both the sleeping power consumption and offers a reasonably generous analog power consumption limitation that scales the size of the PC. And it says, the efficiency calculations take into account expandability so they can end up favoring larger PCs over smaller builds. And it says here that according to J2Sense, they're not targeting gamers specifically, they're targeting gluttons. Yep. So. And considering that a lot of, uh, a lot of pre-builds are made with dodgy power supplies, and, like, you know, the just dodgy power supplies in general are not efficient at all. Or, you know. I mean, in the same exact thing, in the same exact vein, nobody really buys pre-built unless they don't know much about PCs in general, which I guess once you get, you know, explained, it's a bit easier, but not a lot of resources tell you exactly what to, you know, what exactly to do. So, you know, there will be that general population that's like, you know, oh, that's a gaming PC, you know, or something. Yeah. You know. Hey. Don't expect, you know, your office PC that you stole from, you know, 2013 to run Crisis, I guess. Yeah, and, it, and there's a chart here that shows, like, what computers... are legally able to be sold in California. And there's a little chart here. It shows the type of computer it is. It shows that, like, for models manufactured on or after January 1st. Vice versa, of 2021, measured annual energy consumption shall be less than or equal to the value shown below. And as you can see here, 
you know, some of the values have shrunken down a bit, like, it mostly, it only impacts the categories in the middle row there. Once it's desktop computers, mobile game systems, and then clients with an ES, more than 250, but no more than the 425, and desktop computers, mobile game systems, and clients with an ES, more than 425, but no more than 690. Uh, it's showing. It's showing, like, yeah, it mostly starts targeting desktop computers. But, as we discussed earlier, you know, it's not going to mo you can see here. And it also shows another chart here for muscles for feet, the mask power consumption tangible and fleet mode. So like I said, like we just saying, California is not losing their game PCs. It's just that. You're gonna be you kinda have to just be a bit more careful with your power management. That's all it is. And even then, it doesn't apply to already built, custom-made sort of stuff. It's yeah. just what you bought off the shelf sort of stuff. And even then, not many of them are in that sort of, like, category. But all in all, this does, this build does show that gamers are the more most oppressed people. That's the only problem I see with this bill, is that it... It, it certainly does open the eyes of the public that we are very oppressed and we will not stand. Oh yeah, we're very oppressed. I mean, we get offended when anime titties get censored on a freaking video game. The MC5. Exactly. <laughs> no, wait. Dead or Alive 6, there we go. If you have to have a I don't know. Let's move on to solid the... stiff yeah. breasts. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the next topic because I think, yeah, that was an interesting topic. But let's move on to the next topic here. Our last topic before the main event of the day. What's well, probably going to take like, oh yes, our thirty-minute extravaganza. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> so. Ooh, what a. I'm so glad we skipped out last week because of tech difficulties. Ooh, build the Cosby. <laughs> exactly. So, boy. good news for PS5 owners, such as myself. Let's see if I can. Oh, I have my box blocking it. Never mind. Um, you have a box blocking it. But, anyways, so. Those... Oh, we're not going to talk about the big thing. But you just go, like, oh yeah, the PS5. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. Okay. Just... So, so for those of you who have signed up for the beta updates for PS5, you can update. You can get the update that allows you to use NVMe storage drives on PS5. Hey, finally! About time. Oh yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah. So it's it's like our jokes. It's been ten minutes. It's been ten minutes. <laughs> no, but more so instead, it's 
November. Then it goes to your arms. It's been eight months. It's been eight months. Um, not only it's been eight months, but uh, oh, you know, it's been a long time coming, considering that it's literally just a port that they disable software like software level disability, I guess. Yeah, and the, I think the most annoying thing with the PS5 is that its storage is off. Like, now the Xbox Series X, you get a terabyte of storage. For the PS5, it's a weird amount, I believe. Don't quote me on this. I believe it's 825 gigabytes. That is interesting. That's a strange number of all things. 825. <laughs> I mean, it's like a little off from a terabyte, but... Eh. Yeah. yeah, it's 825 gigabytes. That's how much storage is inside the PS5. So, like 150. And then if you install Call of Duty and a couple of games on it, well, let's just say that hard drive is filling up very fast. Now, at launch, right, at launch, you could not move games, like PS5 games, outside the internal hard drive. If, you, if, like, if your game is a PS5 game, it cannot be moved to an internal hard, external hard drive that is only reserved for PS4 games. But they fixed that one couple months after the PS5 launch, so you could move your PS5 games onto an external hard drive. But there's a catch with these next-gen consoles. And that is, you cannot play any games, any PS5 or Xbox Series X-specific games on an external hard drive. You have to use an NVMe drive. Uh, well, you know, it is an interesting sort of way to, like, uh, say, fuck you. <laughs> um, and also, more light shed on the oppression. Oh, yeah, gamers are segregated. Um, anyways, what? um... <laughs> segregated? I don't know anymore. I'm just saying weird words. Um, but yeah, like, especially if, like, say, you're Happiness. on... Say you're on the Xbox on like Xbox and you have all the smart delivery stuff but you upgrade your games. Yeah, if you want to play like say the the coming soon the Xbox Series X version of Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to play that in an external hard drive here. If you want to play the Xbox Series X version of Grand Theft Auto 5, that thing has to be moved in the, into the internal hard drive. What? Oh, okay. I was like, I thought you said it was like over a terabyte GTA 5 re-release. No. Oh my god, that was that would scare the shit out of me. What the fuck are they packing in those updates? <laughs> Fucking explosive dragon's breath. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 8K graphics. <laughs> 8K fucking graphics? Like, no, 16K. <laughs> no, it's... Fucking 16K... Everything is upscaled. No, it's like those memes. 64-bit. 32-bit. 
16-bit. 16-bit. 8-bit. 4-bit. 1-bit. 4-bit. 4-bit. Oh my god. <laughs> my Dixie wrecked. <laughs> but yeah, um but what makes this interesting though with the PS5? Now, with the Xbox Series X with the Xbox Series X, in order to upgrade the storage, like, I mean, first, for your NVMe storage, if you want to upgrade your NVMe storage on an Xbox Series X, you have to buy this specialized, like, card. It looks like a little mini memory card, and you stick it on the back of your Xbox Series X. But with the PS5, you just install any NVMe drive, but they have to meet some very specific requirements. I'm going to pull up the requirement page for them. Which, by the way, Alpaca, the link to this Sony PlayStation page is in the document. I can't find it. I can't open it. I'm sorry. I don't actually have Excel. But you don't have Microsoft Word or a way to get pull it up on Google Docs or something? Um, I, let me try that, honestly. I'm sorry. I, I really apologize because it's just like I should be able to do this. I did it last time. I just could have sworn I did it last time, but for some reason it's just accept files. Yes, like of course I want to accept it. Come on. Uh, open in. What the fuck is open? Save as. Um, as fuck. Um, do a save as. Save as. Okay, save as and in the downloads. Oh, wait, it's already open. Okay, let's open it with uh, open with notepad. I wonder how it's going to display it. It's satanic. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll just I'll screen share this page for you with you for now. Keep on going. Honestly, can I open in Paint? Probably not. Not a valid. Anyways, I'm just sharing my screen here with you. Make it easy. Media player. What the fuck? I can open in Media player. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyways, besides that, uh, can you see my the, my screen? Yeah. Alright, so this here is the, the PlayStation's page for adding the M SSD to a PS5 console. Now, here's the thing. We know what an M.2 SSD is. We know why you have to do it. But here's one thing get interesting. Are you ready? Take a look at these requirements. Okay, let me full screen that. Okay, so. So. Gen 4, that works. 
capacity. Sorry. Now keep in mind this. So, you can't just insert any NVMe drive in there. Yeah, it has to be Gen 4. It has to, it has to be Gen 4. So you can't go to Gen 3 or Gen 2. And now for the and the and the NVMe drive has to have a heatsink on it. Oh, yeah. On top of two, the read speeds must be 5,500 megabytes per second or faster. Oh, wow. The module width, yeah. It, wait till I see what I have here. The module width must be 22 millimeters wide. And it's saying here that 25 millimeter width is not supported. And now the form factor, it has to, it can either be a 2230, a 2242, a 2260, a 2280, or a 22,110. Now, fortunately, they do mention that you can find the retail listings on the retail listings, and they say that the first two digits refer to the width, the remaining digits to the length. In other words, yeah, you can see here, the M.2 drive, the width must be 22 millimeter wide. Okay. Now, socket type has to be a socket 3 or key M. And you can see, as I keep going down here, I'm sure you notice something right as I keep mentioning everything. Length. Yes. Okay. The overall thing is that the hard, the hard drive specifications are very specific. It must be this type, it must be this speed, it must be this long, this wide, this thick, it must have a heat sink, etc, etc, etc. Yeah, it does, it does look very specific, so, actually. In other words, good old Timmy, who goes into a Best Buy, thinking he's going to upgrade his PS5 internal hard uh, SSD storage, will have no absolute idea what sort of drive he's going to get. Once he inserts it, his PS5 is going to say, hey, this hard drive is not supported. Try again. And it literally fits in the console and everything. Mm-hmm. Think about it this way. Imagine the... Amazing. He gets a, yeah, if he gets like a Gen 3 NVMe drive and it has read speeds less than 5,500 milliseconds. Yeah. 5,500. Like, you know, whatever that dimension is. Yeah. Megabytes per second. Yeah, I don't like that the read speed is, like, a little too high. Even for Gen 4. Yeah. So now, I mean, let's look at some hard drives. Ready to see some prices? I don't truly like the fact that it has to do with, like, you have to have a heat sink. Mine is just bare. I just took the sticker off. So, for instance, I'm going to show you something. Yeah. So the and they don't eat up that, that many watts to produce that much. The Seagate Firecuda 510. Are you ready to see... Oh, the 530. Ready to see some prices on these boys? Because it's getting pricey. Oh, shoot, actually, I had the wrong one. Wow. 
wrong time, but oh boy, oh boy, the prices are gonna be nasty. What the fuck? Yeah. So for a four terabyte NVMe drive that could do what the PS5 needs, which is the maximum storage right now is nine hundred ninety nine dollars or about a thousand dollars. Is the Fire Cuda 530 what Sony recommends? One of the ones that people found recommends. However, I found that like most of the drives are in similar pricing. However, if you want two terabytes, that's $514.99. Less storage. Well, a terabyte, that's $255. You got 500 gigabytes. That's only 150 dollars for 500 gigabytes. What the fuck? Now keep in mind this. Like I said, those Xbox memory cards you can find are around like 250 because it's a terabyte of storage. Yeah. But keep in mind that some will be slightly less, some will be slightly more. So keep in mind that for, if there's a four terabyte variant, there, it could probably be 950 for another brand, but. I'm sure you'll notice it's going to be about the similar price range. I mean, like now that you mentioned that, because like the specs were kind of specific, but the fact that the fucking thing is like a, like a fire cuda costs that much, and that's the speed that you know that they need. Like, fuck, I have a hard drive that's like ninety bucks, sometimes eighty or seventy on a good day. Um, and it's just the Barracuda, you know, 4 terabyte. I mean, it doesn't have a high speed, but, I mean, it loads the games. Or, well, not, I don't really use it for games, but, I mean, I used to use, like, a... Actually, I think I still use a uh, 2.5 um, hard drive for loading some um, on my secondary drive. You definitely so. want to make sure that your S your fastest drive is what boots your operating system. Oh yeah, of course. And the games, if they're not that important, they can go secondary. Mm. Now keep in mind this that like games are going to now because the PS5 and Series X games use the NVMe drive. It may be possible that down the road for your PC games, you're going to have to get them on an NVMe drive, like if it's specific for that. Oh, shit. I, I just realized that. Yeah, because, like, oh, my God. Like, literally, they, they could be using, like, oh, my God. Because, like, yeah, because, like, most games are, are bound for hard drives or just SSDs. Not many load fast on an NVMe. Like, more faster than an, an SSD that's top tier, you know. I didn't realize that. I hope they optimize for hard drives still. But I know that's not really gonna happen. But okay. now that you mentioned that, I just realized I remember hearing about that because like I, I saw a uh, comparison to Red Dead 2, and the NVMe didn't do much compared to an SSD. That was the highest it could be with the uh, speed. Mm-hmm. So and then on top of it too, think about it, there's gonna be a Series X. PS5 version of Red Dead. So that's going to take advantage of the NVMe drive for faster loading and stuff. And higher graphic nice. fidelity. 
though, if you think about that. Yeah, I mean, now that you mention it. So, <sighs> yeah, you're going to be prepared for some of these next-gen games to possibly be NVMe Drive only. This will probably be a few more years down the road, so I wouldn't worry about it right now, but, like, when that time comes, oh, yeah, you're going to need to worry about that. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, as long as I can get my hard drives to be cheap enough and, like, be able to, like, use them for, like, recording segments or something and, you know, vice versa, I can use just a regular old SATA SSD, you know, loading some games as long as it loads good enough and then like they're not just like slowed down with loading the actual game itself like when you load in the actual game like the mountains in the distance pop in kind of like gta 5 on the xbox one um like you load into online and then everything starts to pop in as you as it fades in mm. Yeah. Oh, in other news, um, I think we're done with this topic, but in other news, we're already at like oh, an yeah. hour and 13 minutes already, so we're already, we're, I think we're about to, we're gonna beat uh, the record for the longest episode recorded. The record! You! No, we have to do the, <laughs> the Smash Brothers announcement. The record! Um, but besides that, um, are you ready for the biggest topic of the day? I mean, I hope it actually is, considering you hyped it up and then was like, oh yeah, PS5 sword. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just like, I was like I, waiting for it. No, I was saying, like, what I was trying to do for that was, like, I was trying to say, hey, before we get to the biggest topic of the day, here's one more topic to talk about. It's just a little bit more depressing. Oh yeah, so I'm going to anyway. so what I'm going to do for you, before I get going... I'm going to drop all the links in the chat. Please do, considering I cannot open the damn thing yet. Sucks, because I used to do it in Word. Or, not Word, uh, WordPad. So, yeah, there's a bunch of links just going crazy, so... Yeah, you can see a bunch of... Just try to follow where the HTTPSs are. Or if it's yeah. easier, I'll just copy and paste each individual one. No, don't. I, 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 I can tell when links are done. Alright, so... Let's get started with the largest thing of the day. Bill the Cosby. <laughs> exactly. So... I have a story to tell you all. We have a story to tell you, so... Oh god, it's spooky. Stories to tell in the dark. Oh yeah. Gather around the campfire. All right. So, you know what? If we're gonna make it spooky, scary, scary time, I'm gonna change my lights. So give me one second. And I'm gonna change my lights. Fucking you. So. Just exist. I guess I'm gonna make it blood red. Fuck. <laughs> That's the wrong one. Shut up. <laughs> Alright, good enough. Alright, so we got the blood red. What, why is it lagging? What the. What? It's fucking. 
Okay. Does this work? No, that's that's fucking Bakusan. Maybe uh this works. No. I'll just go with this. That's the wrong one again. All right. All right. We got the scariness. All right. Let me like. All right. Here we are. The juicy yep. story of the day. So. Let's go. So. We're talking about Activision Blizzard. Yep. So. What happened here is that Activision Blizzard, who we all know for Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, etc., is being sued by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing over their frat boy workplace culture that led to years of harassment and abuse towards targeting the women in its workforce. This is a big deal. Certainly is. I, I'm gonna not be like silly because that's that's not a good thing. It's really not good, but I'm, I'm gonna like change the camera, I guess, just because. You know. Yeah, uh, that's just why my lights right now are code red because this is a big deal. Anyway, um, yeah, that works. Right. Actually, you know what would be probably easier? Would it be easier if I just put all the links in a notepad document and then you just view it in notepad and just copy-paste? No, just keep it the way it is. Okay. Alright, honestly. You could, you, could, you could kind of figure out the pacing? I guess so, yeah. Okay. So... And now you can see here that they have several different examples here. Oh, this this Kotaku article has done a very excellent job of kind of getting the early stages of this. So it shows like one of some examples included that women are subjected to cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Male employees probably come into work hungover, play games for long periods of time during work, while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual counters, talk open about female bellies, and joke about rape. Yep. Um, I, I don't, I, I, my, and originally, I did not really, like, I didn't know about everything, like, you know, in the sense, of, like, the new stuff that came out, I mean, nobody did, but I was, like, really more just, like, what is wrong with, with this company, you know, who, you know, and it, it can't just be, I guess, cancel culture, it's literally like this is a government investigation, not just fucking you know allegations. This is literally fucking. They scoped the place out and noticed that this shit was going on. You know they did whatever to, you know, find out that this is an actual thing that's going on. And if this is all hundred percent true, 
just disgusting. It really and I, I, I sure as hell do not... Like, I've been thinking about not ever playing anything that has Activision Blizzard's name on it. Just because this is such a fucking terrible thing. Like, do I really want to support these people? I, 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 like, I, I love to play COD, but... I'm never buying the Battle Pass. And usually I only ever buy the Battle Pass if I 100% it before I actually buy it. And, and if I 100% it... Or, fuck, I'm not even going to play the goddamn game because this is just fucking abhorrent. Yeah. You know? Oh, if we continue, uh, you know, yeah, if we continue onwards, it gets even worse. Like, you can see that female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances by their male coworkers and supervisors and being groped at the cube crawls and other company events. High-ranking executives and creators engage in blank, blatant sexual harassment without repercussions. And there's an example here that shows how a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who had brought butt plugs and lubricant with him on the trip. Like... Yeah. As it goes on, it just gets fucking worse. Mm-hmm. Now... Like, this is that particular example. You know... That... I, I, I despise, you know... I just, I, I despise the topic of, you know, like, of, I just despise this stuff, but the fact that somebody won't end their life because they thought there's no way out of this business trip where they literally thought that their supervisor was going, you know, to do stuff to them, like, literally, that's so fucking, uh, it scares me. If I ever become a parent, and you know, I've always had this thing in my in the back of my head. It's like, if I ever become a parent, or you know, it's it, it gets to this point where it's like, is this the world when you gave birth or you impregnated, you know, your 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 wife, I guess. When you had that child, did you think that this was the world that you born them? you birthed them into or did you know that this is what they were going to face later on in life it's like that is so scary to me it's like i bring a daughter into this world and something terrible happens to her you know because of who she is or my son you know gets murdered because he falls in with the wrong crowd or something fucking terrible happens like did you know that your child would turn out this way that's what fucking terrifies me like i never want my child if i ever do or hell if i adopt i don't want them to ever become that way or fall into that crowd or end up like that you know it's it's a scary fucking thing you know it's not even the parents parenting me it's just like this is this this is the ugly of the world you know Mm. so and the fact that they'd work for a company that, despite, you know, hanging the, you know, pride flag and, you know, BLM, 
and you know women's rights and preaching about it and then this is the fucking thing that the government spots in your workplace and you're trying to you know um water it down or douse it in this like we're not like this or fuck even saying like this is exaggerated. This is a fucking government company. Not, not, I mean, not a company. This is a fucking government that is on your ass about this shit. Yeah, it's not really that exaggerated. Like an agency, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to find the words for that, but it's just... God. Yeah, it makes me fucking cringe. Yeah, there's more examples. Like, it shows, like, how supervisors ignore medical restrictions given to female employees and give them negative evaluations while they were out on maternity leave. And they were saying how other female employees reported that they were criticized for leaving to pick up their children from daycare while their male counterparts were playing video games and female employees were kicked out of location room, of lactation rooms so employees could use the room for meetings. And another thing they brought up here is that an African-American employee noted that it took her two years to be made into a permanent employee while men hired after her were made permanent employees. She was also micromanaged such that her male co-workers were known to be playing video games without any intervention by her supervisor. But her supervisor would call and check on her if she took a break to go on a walk. Another African-American employee who worked in information technology was similarly micromanaged by her manager unlike the men on her team. When she requested time off of work, her manager made her write a one-page summary of how she would spend that time off when no one else had to do any write-up. And I, I, you know, it's just like... That is beyond just singling out someone. That's literally just treating them as subhuman, as property even. Like... Like, that's literally, like, detention. That's something you do in detention as a child. Like, you'd write, I will not do X, like, 50 times on the board before you get, you know, get to get out of school, you know? Yeah, it's literally like the famous Bart Simpson scene in the inner That is literally in the intro. Yeah, that's what I was actually imagining in my head. It's literally that. Yeah, it's just... And the fact they kick women out of lactation rooms or trying to feed their children? That's is sickening. Like, I mean, I, I understand, you know, you can do that in the bathroom. But, you know, it's like, if your child ha- what, like, I mean, I just, I don't understand, you know? Mm. It's, it's just like, it's just like I said, these people who preach about being inclusive and shit and their banners in june turn into rainbow banners and yet they're like this to people and women in general you know oh, I, I imagine if there was a transgender that they would be picked on or treated less or fuck if you were openly gay you'd be treating treating really differently you wouldn't be praised like everyone else does in advertising you never do I swear. Yeah. And then we go even further, and Activision responded to this depart agency with this statement here. And we'll, we'll read the whole entire thing for the situation, because this is, this is going to set up for a lot of things. 
We value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone. There is no place in our company or industry or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. We make every allegation seriously and investigate all claims. In case they're related to misconduct, action was taken to address the issue. The DFEH includes distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past. We have been extremely cooperative with the DFEH throughout their investigation, including providing them with extensive data and ample documentation, but they refused to inform us what issues they perceived. They were required by law to adequately investigate and to have good faith discussions with us to better understand and resolve any claims or concerns before going to litigation, but they failed to do so. Instead, they rushed to file an inaccurate complaint as well as, as we will demonstrate in court. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFPH to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard for her grieving family. While we find this behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. The picture the DFBH paints is not the blizzard workplace of today. Over the past several years and counting since the initial investigation started, we have made significant changes to address the company culture and reflect more diversity within our leadership teams. We have updated our code of conduct to emphasize a strict non-retaliation focus, amplified internal programs and channels for employees to report violations, including the ask list with a confidential integrity hotline and introduced an employee relations team dedicated to investigating employee concerns. We have faith in our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and combined our employee networks at a global level to provide additional support. Employees must also undergo regular anti-harassment training and have done so for many years. We put tremendous effort in creating fair and rewarding compensation packages and policies that reflect our culture and business, and we strive to pay all employees fairly for equal or substantially similar work. We take a variety of proactive steps to ensure that pay is driven by non-discriminatory factors. For example, we reward and compensate employees based on the performance and we conduct extensive anti-discrimination trainings, including for those who are part of the compensation process. We are confident in our ability to demonstrate our practices as an equal opportunity employer that fosters a supportive, diverse, and inclusive workplace for our people, and we are committed to continuing this effort in the years to come. It is a shame that DFEH did not want to engage with us on what they thought they were seeing in their investigation. Whew. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Definitely. That's uh, interesting retaliation. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just... Uh, is it really, you know... Is it, like, it does make you wonder if it was really, you know... I guess, you know, it, it, it does make you kind of wonder, like, is this, you know, if that's actually, you know, if that's true, I guess, that they aren't exactly like, you know, what I'm trying to say is that they put up an okay argument, 
but it's only okay, you know? Right, because what we're going to see continuing forward exactly this entire statement. We have a lot to explore and discuss throughout this whole thing. So what this is a statement does is that it kind of leads us to the story even further. So let me pull up the next article I want to bring up that relates with the whole thing. And pretty much the employees of the company are outraged about this. In fact, according to this article here, over a thousand people formerly are currently working at Activision Blizzard have signed a letter condemning the company's reaction to the harassment and discrimination lawsuits it's facing. So I think this was this week, but it kind of shows you really like how, you know, serious this is. Like it shows you like this, and it even says here in their update that 500 current and former Ubisoft employees even signed into solidarity. And that it's signed by over 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went through oh, you know, all this already, pretty much. But pretty much what's, what this essentially is saying is they're not buying. The employees themselves are not buying what the corporate responses are. They're not. And this is, yeah, and this is showing that, again, employees are, you know, dealing with this toxic culture and they want this to stop, but they have an executive branch of the company that seems to promote this, and it's awful. Like, I remembered when I heard Ubisoft, you know, Ubisoft, I guess I heard something about Ubisoft facing some similar-ish things a couple years back, and that, fit, and from what it seems like some people are saying, nothing really changed after those controversies happened. Nothing does, let me tell you. Yeah. It, it doesn't unless there is some incredible movement, I feel. Yeah. You know. I feel like with Activision Blizzard and how big of their, their IPs are, like Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft. Like, those are really big games. And I feel like having one of the largest companies out there is going to really shine a negative light. Like, in fact, let's, let's take a look at this. So, after the initial statement happened, so now we're going back a little bit. We have the protest. And it's and at this point, you know, Activision Blizzard, you know, they're going out on the walk, and some of the, many of their employees are going on a walkout. Now, let's see. So, on July 28th, outside of Blizzard's Irving campus, their employees, the employees of this particular branch of Activision Blizzard, went outside the building to protest. And if we keep going down here, yeah. So it's pretty much saying, yeah, on the August twenty eighth, uh, July twenty eighth, just a few days ago, there was a protest that happened. 
which that's good to see that you know the employees are speaking up against this stuff. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm and then we get to. In fact, this whole controversy has been so bad that during this time frame. Their stocks fell. Like, their stocks fell. Like, I don't have a stock chart on me. In fact, let me see if I can pull one up. Let me see. Give me one second. I'm going to pull up an actual stock thing for us to view. Because. This is this is this is the whole whole thing its own right. So we're gonna see the drop in their stock. Like their stock is going to drop. I'm gonna go within the last. Actually, five days is pretty accurate. Let me let me share my screen with you real quick, cause this is a whole. It's a whole thing. All right, take a look at this. Oh. Oh God. <laughs> so you can see like, uh -huh. for the last like. Here's like everything that happened before the whole thing happened. And then literally right about here, like before the protest happened, you can see that it dipped. At a lowest of $82.38. It peaked up again, but you can see that their stock is gradually decreasing. It has a couple of upticks here and there, but you can see it's like gradually decreasing. Yeah, it's it's hovering around 80, 82 to 84, I see. And if we go to a one-month average, I mean, you can see it's already gradually decreasing already, and then this, this plummet happens. Yeah. I mean, this is a little intense, but you can see here. So, the six months. This is the lowest they've been all year. Yeah. Now keep in mind this too. This is not, you know, a financial podcast, but the impact this has is really massive on the company as a whole. Like just from a financial perspective, like I kind of hope this year's Call of Duty, if it actually gets revealed and comes out this year, is like one of the worst performing Call of Duties out there. It probably is. I can tell you all about it. It's probably gonna have a lot of SBMM, which uh, doesn't go over well. I mean, people will still buy it. There's, you know, drones who are like, oh yeah, the Call of Duty. I, I, I hope it's good. You know? But I, I, hope, it, I hope it gets destroyed, too. Like, yeah. I hope it gets decimated by 2042. I'm, I'm, I pro like, 
I might actually pick up 2042 myself because it just looks like an enticing and interesting game. I would rather because, like, considering, considering the absolute, like, you know, absolute filth, like, this is, this is monkey behavior, you know, if, if I could, if I could make it even, like, if I could make it sound, this is what monkeys do, is fling shit all around, and, like, you know, impregnate random fucking, you know, gorillas, I guess. This is what fucking monkeys do, and, like, they're acting like life's authority in the office, in a professional environment. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, for fuck's sake, I, I wish, I wish it, I wish they dropped. Like, I'm looking at the the maximum, like the five year actually. Um, somewhere around like, holy shit, somewhere around like. 2016, and then around, like, uh, at the very beginning, around, like, the end of 2016, uh, and then all the way to, uh, I wonder what the hell happened in, uh, on November, uh, November 2nd to the 16th. Yeah. Like. Anyway. Yeah, so, we have stocks. That's fine and all. But let's get through this. So... Wall Street bets. <laughs> now, again, it was in GameStop, but no, we're not talking about GameStop. We're no. talking about the walkout now. The protest. We have some screenshots here of of the protest that happened out there. I mean, take a look at this stuff. Oh, I don't know if you noticed, I left my screen sharing, so you might you might be able to take a look at this stuff. I I just appreciate it because like I'm able to view it without you know you know I can just kind of look at the link and try to match it with the one in chat. So yeah, I kind of left it. I kind of left it screen sharing, but it seems like it hasn't had a hit of my audio quality yet. But Anyways, take a look at this, some of the stuff. Like, this is the first image right here. Take a look at this. I'm going to be honest. I, I think, you know, I, I, I think this is a very small portion. Oh, yeah. Like, of what, you know, what they, what they're, you know. I, I wonder what the entire crowd looked like, you know? Like, so, yeah, you can see, like, this is... Before the hundreds really of Activision Blizzard workers stuff. arrived for the 10 a.m. Activation Blizzard walkout. And they show, like, you can see, like, here's a stand they set up here. They have a little bit of a food stamp. Interesting, to say the least. Yeah, a little food stand here. And they have a sign that says, Every voice always matter. And they have a hashtag. Act of Blizz walkout. Oh, and then you can see here. It looks oh, like yep. you can see a line here. It's hard to see because of the image here. Oh, yeah. I should, I should probably start sharing my screen again. Show the chat. So, the people viewing. So, this is the first image up here. Yeah, a couple signs up here. 
And then we scroll down a little bit. And you get to this whole thing here. This is the song I was talking about. And here's the little food stand they had. And then when we get down to here, there's a line. Now I'm going to zoom in a little bit if I can. Can I zoom in? I don't know. I'm going to zoom in. So, yeah. I can see they did chalk drawings if you look down. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, here, here's a, you know, a whole line of people out there. You can see signs and people just lined up. It's pretty crazy. I'm going to zoom this back out to 100. Actually, let's see if there's anything major. Oh, yeah, take a look at this. Honk to support equality. So they're asking people look on the streets to like honk their horns in support of what they're going through. Like that's rough. Oh, and take a look at this. Lead responsibility, make the world a better place. And you can see all the hearts and people, all the different yeah. employees. Like this actually is making me shed a tear just looking at this. Like, oh yeah. Like I'm just. I most of the stuff I'm hearing, seeing here, like, don't get me wrong, I've heard the news, like, throughout the week, but just seeing all this and just unraveling everything in person is really just, it opens so much more than what I initially thought. So let's take a look more. Here are some people. There's a chalk line. It's hard to say what this is supposed to say down here. But it definitely revolves around, like, you can see here, there's a people walking across the street, you know, trying to show they're walking out in support. Here, and you can see, like, they are actually drawing on the, on the crosswalk. Oh, yeah, it says active blizzard walkout. Yeah. And you can see them, again, continue to draw. Yeah. I can see the blue heart will have a more of a meaning now about, you know, workplace equality and stuff. I, I think that will become the new norm rather than, you know, it just being that one friend, I guess. At least I, I hope this does become the norm after what we're seeing here, because this is all looking awful. Let's see what else there is. Oh my god, like, you can see another heart down there. Like, mm -hmm. we're seeing all this firsthand, and this is just the blizzard entrance, and notice how there's, like, no one there. Uh, except for the heart. Actually, I might be able to zoom out now. It looks like the image is just about fine. I'll zoom out a little bit. There we go. But yeah, you can see like... Oh my god, accountability now, transparency now, not soon trademark. I love that. And you can see here, like, I believe you. Like, I like, yeah. I like how... Unaccountable corporate bureaucrats are driving the best employees out of Activision Blizzard. And look at this, like, this is all... Look at this, like, I'm, I'm just staring at all this, like... Yeah, this is... This is just a, a big ball that's finally been uncapped. I can tell. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna show all these images in honor and solidarity of all the people that work at Activision Blizzard. Like, 
Yeah, the good people. I know that there are good people in there, and this is just, this just shows that this has been a, a big, big bottle that's been gaining volume over time, and it's finally been uncorked, and it's, it's like, it's like by salty water, it's like, it's finally ruptured, and it's spraying everywhere, showing, like, this is what people, you know, this is what people in this place, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, I don't know how to say it. I just, I'm, I'm disgusted with this article with like how it tells everything about like what happened, but it's just like, there are people in there that are good and, you know, there are people that, like there are Blizzard employees that aren't just there to be you know frats and like you know literally like harass people and terrible shit this is actually the overwhelming amount of people that are normal and like not pigs i guess yeah like, the, like this is like you can see like it's always the bad few that always ruin everything for everybody and like the he looks like the majority actually standing up to this is a huge deal. Like just looking at some of the images and like how they all like drool on the sidewalk of their corporate headquarters, like Activision Blizzard and the blue hearts everywhere, and just seeing it all happen and unfold, like this is all a big deal. Exactly. Now, I want to sh- before I get to the next article here, I want to show off what Bobby Kotick the CEO of Activision, Activision Blizzard has said in response to all this. And it's even on their corporate website, so I'm viewing the full letter right here, live. Yeah. And apparently you can download the PDF, but we're not doing that, no. We are not doing that here. Is I'm it what re- he said or what they uh, responded with? Yeah, so this is what the CEO of the company has said. And I'm going to be doing a full readout of this. A full readout. So brace yourselves. My my mouth is going to be out of breath after a while. (laughs) This has been a difficult and upsetting week. I want to recognize and thank all those who have come forward in the past and in recent days. I so appreciate your courage. Every voice matters, and we will do a better job of listening now and in the future. Our initial responses to the issues we face together and to your concerns were, quite frankly, tone deaf. It is imperative that we acknowledge all perspectives and experiences and respect the feelings of those who have been mistreated in any way. I'm sorry that we did not provide the right empathy and understanding. Many of you had told us that the active outreach comes from caring so deeply for the company that so many people have reached out and shared thoughts, suggestions, and highlighted opportunities for improvement is a powerful reflection of how you care for our communities of colleagues and players and for each other. Ensuring that we have a safe and welcoming work environment is my highest priority. Leadership team has heard you loud and clear. We're taking swift action to be the compassionate, caring company you came to work for and to ensure a safe environment. 
there is no place anywhere at our company for discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind. We will do everything possible to make sure that together we improve and build the kind of inclusive workplace that is essential to foster creativity and inspiration. I have asked the law firm Wilmer Hale to conduct a review of our policies and procedures to ensure that we have and maintain best practices to promote a respectful and inclusive workplace. This work will begin immediately. The Wilmer Hale team will be led by Stephanie Avakane, who is a member of the management team at Wilmer Hale and was most recently the director of the United States Securities and Exchange Commission's Division of Enforcement. We encourage anyone with an experience you believe violates our policies or in any way made you uncomfortable in the workplace to use any of our many existing channels for reporting or to reach out to Stephanie. She and her team at Wilmer Hale will be available to speak with you on a confidential basis and can be reached at her email or her phone number. Your outreach will be kept confidential, of course. No retaliation will be tolerated. We are committed to long-lasting change. Effective immediately, we'll be taking the following actions. Employee support. We will continue to investigate each and every claim and will not hesitate to take decisive action. To strengthen our capabilities in this area, we are adding additional senior staff and other resources to both the compliance team and the employee relations team. Listening sessions. We know many of you have inspired ideas on how to improve our culture. We will be creating safe spaces moderated by third parties for you to speak out and share areas for improvement. Personnel changes. We're immediately evaluating managers and leaders across the company. Anyone found to have impeded the integrity or process of evaluating claims and imposing appropriate consequences will be terminated. Hiring practices. Earlier this year, I sent an email requiring all hiring managers to ensure they have diverse candidate slates for all open positions. We'll be adding compliance resources to ensure that our hiring managers are in fact adhering to this directive. Five, in-game changes. We have heard the input from employee and player communities that some of our in-game content was inappropriate. We're moving that content. Your well-being remains my priority and I spare no company resource ensuring our company has the most welcoming, comfortable, and safe culture possible. You have my unwavering commitment that will improve our company together and will be the most inspiring, inclusive entertainment company in the world. Wow. Okay. So based off what they're saying, it looks like he is taking action. It seems like he's trying to take action. But notice how came out after the walkout. It wasn't before it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is, this is almost, uh, I think it's damage control. You know? It, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's, it's not explicitly being like, you know, it, it's not sincere because it's obviously not it, yeah, and the, the statement at the bottom, the cautionary note, like, I, was that included in the letter? Let me actually get the PDF. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen, and take a look myself. Because if that's actually included in the letter, then like, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it's a little, you know, because like, 
I mean, of course, they have to kind of put something in it, but it just it just seems like damage control. Yeah, in the including. Oh, awesome. You know, forward-looking statements. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. Yeah, it even says, like, like, it's saying, yeah, forward-looking statements and the meaning of the private securities litigation reform of 1995. And, yeah, it says, we may in some cases use certain pressures, blah, 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 blah. Uncertainty uh, of future events for outcome to identify these forward-looking statements. So, yeah, and it looks like we're going to see more of this action and reaction later on. Like how this is all unfolding, and this is just crazy to look at. And, yeah, let's take a look and see how, how are the people reacting to this, like, how are they reacting? Like, well... And, and, like, like to dissect this letter, like, it, it's literally just, we will do everything possible, you know, to do X. But it's, like, it's, it's, it's not a promise, you know? Yeah. Let's take and a look. these types of people can't exactly be... Yeah, let's take a look at this. So... This is the employee's response to body codex statement. And they said that the employee made statement claimed that the action detailed in codex's original email fails to address critical elements at the heart of employee concerns. And it says they did not address the end of fort arbitration, worker participation oversight of hiring and promotion policies, the need for greater pay transparency, and employee selection of a third-party audit HR and other company processes. And, as they say, this is the beginning of an enduring movement in favor of better labor conditions for all employees, especially women, in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups. It's just that, you know, it's like... You know, you can say that, but action speaks louder than words. And, you know, just to say that, you know, to actually do instead of just like, you know, I mean, I actually want to see this stuff. But the thing is, he doesn't even say those points, he doesn't even mention. So it's like, I mean, Saying that it's tone deaf, you know, that the response was, you know, or initial responses are tone deaf, and not even mentioning forced arbitration or, like, you know. Yeah, like this. Yeah, this really. Yeah. You know, it, like I said, it's it's just damage control. Yeah, at this point, it's like, you know, it's like, and saying that it's distorted, in many cases, false descriptions of Blizzard's past, then, you know, Bobby Kotick, he says, you know, it's been difficult, upsetting, and, you know, we care, we'll perform, when... You know, Activision Blizzard says it's in many cases distorted or false and blah blah blah. You know, like 
what the fuck? You know? You get your story straight, stop, you know. And, you know, it's like, we'll reform to, this is distorted, or backwards, but, you know. And then this next image that has been floating around that shows that it's not really all distorted, you know? Yeah, um, when we get to, yeah, when we get to when we get to that part, we're gonna really unravel this. Like, but I, but meanwhile, like, what change have we seen within the games? Like, how much of an impact that this has? Well, for starters, in this article that we have here, I know we. Oh have wow, some, I didn't even think about the game changes. I was like, yeah, there are some things. Like, take a look at this. Overwatch map reveal quietly pushed aside amid ongoing Activision Blizzard lawsuit and frat boy cultural allegations. So they would have had a map. So oh, the Blizzard team would have unveiled a new team deathmatch map called Malavento that is set in Italy that is found on the PTR. And it was supposed to get revealed on July 22nd with a full release on August 17th. However, due to the ongoing law, the controversy going on with the DFEH in California, you know, it just got pushed aside. They were like, nope, we're not announcing this stuff right now. Sorry. And, yeah. Another change that has happened yeah, I mean, we can keep going on and on, but another reason, another thing is that, you know, there's actually two things related with World of Warcraft I can bring up. One of which is actually kind of surprising is whenever the thing loads, is that World of Warcraft Stopped development. And these are the game changes that they're pushing. Is not, flat out not yet. Not even developing. <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah, like development. Oh. Yeah, look at this. Senior system designer Jeff Hamilton said on Twitter that development has basically ceased on the massively popular MMO. I don't know what to do. I don't have all the answers. I can tell you almost no work is being done in World of Warcraft right now while this obscenity plays out. And that benefits nobody. Not the players, not the developers, not the shareholders. And he comes out after what's been going on. One of the people's lawsuit is a former creative director, Alex Abbey, who allegedly regularly sexually harassed women at the company throwing his arms around them and attempting to kiss them on a regular basis. And this led to World of Warcraft players holding in-game protests against Activision Blizzard, calling for removal of NPCs modeled after him. Awesome. Fucking awesome. But, like, th this... Uh, a tribute to... A, a pervert. Fucking, you know... What the fuck? Hmm. Oh, get this too. Like, there's even 
the of the removing of inappropriate content. So they're practically not really developing any new other content. They're stripping content. Oh yeah, they're not even in-game changes. In-game, like you know, they're literally stripping content from the game instead of putting in new things or you know, like what is this? Hold on, a, hold on a second. So this is uh, Crosby Suite. We're Crosby not, Suite. We're not gonna get there yet. I'm oh. sorry. I just you know it, the article mentioned that. Excuse me. Yeah, that's one of the later articles, not the one I'm looking at here. So, and it says here that Blizzard has promised to remove content not appropriate for World of Warcraft. And again, and they say that the past days have been a entire reflection for the World of Warcraft team spent in conversation and contemplation, full of sadness, pain, and anger. But yeah, oh, there's a whole message over here. We can read the entire response from the World of Warcraft team themselves. We're going on Twitter, boys. Um, I know this is no time I, to... I, I, I just need to, um, I'll be right back, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be really quick. Just read that, and I'll be right back. I, I don't mean to get off. I'll have the message. I, again, I have my screen shared, so you can take a look for yourself. Uh, I have the article right now. Just I need to go fix something, okay? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Appreciate it. This is what it says here. It was clear from our team conversations that we wanted to put forth a statement that was representative of the World of Warcraft team's sentiments. We asked all members of our team to send us their suggestions and feedback on how best to address the community, and this is the result. The past days have been a time of reflection for the World of Warcraft team, spent in conversation and contemplation, full of sadness, pain, and anger, but also hope and resolve. As we heed the brave women who have come forward and to share their experiences, we stand committed to taking the actions necessary to ensure that we are provided an inclusive, welcoming, and safe environment for both our team and for our players in Azeroth. For those of us in leadership understand that it is not our place to judge when we have achieved our goals, rather for our team and our community to let us know when we still have more to do. While we turn to our team for guidance in our internal work to protect marginalized groups and to hold accountable those who threaten them. We also want to take immediate action in Azeroth to remove references that are not appropriate for our world. This work has been underway and you will be seeing several such changes to both Shadowlands and WoW Classic in the coming days. We know that in order to build trust, we must earn it with our actions in the weeks and months to come. But we go forward knowing that we share the same vision as our community about creating a place where people of all genders, ethnicities, sexual orientations, and backgrounds can thrive and proudly call home. <sighs> wow. Just... Here. Mhm. Mm wow. Okay. And in some ways, hit home for me. Just reading this one. This one from the World of Warcraft one. 
it home. I see. Because I played World of Warcraft during the Wrath of the Lich King expansion and early Cataclysm. And this particular game has a very special place in my heart. And to see it be tainted and distorted by these by what this company has become. It's a bit it's a bit somber to think about that. Just reading it from here is the account. You know. Here is like a game that meant a lot to me in my teenage years. And just seeing and just watching it years later just turn to this is just wow. And, you know. I honestly, it's just like coming to this. It's just, wow. But we have more things to talk about, because after all this came out, more things have been unveiled that really make things home. And now we talk about... Yeah. So in a few seconds, this image is going to load up. Yeah, um... Look at this. <laughs> I, I just... I, I have to laugh because it's so fucking ridiculous. It reminds me of a cursed image. But this is actually a real fucking thing that people are, like, you know, celebrating, I guess, you know? Like, I can imagine me of this, like replacing the Bill Cosby image with something else, but knowing the context of this image, you can't really make a meme out of it because of the events that are going on today. Exactly, that's what I, you know. Like the template, that's what I mean. That's what I mean, like, the template itself would be primed for a meme, but the actions of what's been done and what has come out from all the different sources otherwise. And let's take a look at this whole thing. So, like, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought this was actually photoshopped when I first saw it, just because of the low quality and like how fucking you know. I thought this was a joke, but no, this is fucking how disgusting these developers, you know, really are. So yeah, this was a port. This was at BlizzCon 2013. Yeah. BlizzCon so. is like a major convention. Like, this was before, oh, I think this was before Overwatch really was a thing. So back then, they were like Diablo and Warcraft and Starcraft, and that is it. Overwatch. Oh, yeah. What, one thing that, here's a, that's what I think of, like, wow. Essentially, this was like the three strategies. You had an MMO, a strategy game, and then you had your action RPG at over shoulder. Warcraft was originally a strategy game before World of Warcraft came out, and that was and that was a more fantastical one. Yeah, like going down. 
It's just the fact that they they say they weren't aware of the frat boy culture culture. Excuse me. Um, and yet this is from 2013. So I mean, I mean, it's a little. It's a little, uh... Yeah. And you can see here that... Like, Cosby Suite was more than a nickname or a joke. Based on image comments, Adros Adros posted on his Facebook for supply to Kotaku by a former developer at Blizzard. It was reportedly a booze-filled meeting place where many were posed with an actual portrait of Bill Cosby. While smiling, and it was a hot spot for informal networking at BlizzCon. And then where people would make inroads at the company would go to meet and hang out with some of the top designers. Here, like an image of a bunch of boobs and zero preparation made. Cosby Sweet in effect. What the fuck? All the names were censored out. Like, look at this. Yeah, but it's just like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? This also looks like a cursed image too. It's fucking Canada Dry Tonic and fucking, you know, a bunch of uh, nondescript alcohols and a giant stack of solo cups in a in a fucking bathroom sink mirror. You know. This is top-tier fucking, you know, frat boy culture. I swear. This is the shit I'd see in fucking college. You know? Like, what, what the fuck? And it's like... November 7th, 2013. You know, I, I, it makes... It boggles my mind because I'm wondering what the fuck happened even before this. You know... Uh, what if? Yeah, I just, I um, I I just wonder if, you know, if they were luring women in the back room before this and they never came out about it. Yeah. As you'll see in the article here. Guy here, this guy. Darkspawn to Kentucky by press time and deleted most of his social media presence, but he can be seen in a number of pictures, surrounded by a variety of unidentified people sitting on a bed. The captain of the street touch took the album Tales from Gatherings held for Bid I will tell him that he referred to as the Cosby Suite. The captions and comments are both written by and refer by name to other employees in the show. One exclusive source familiar with the people presenting the pictures identify a nature representative as one of the Blizzard employees present in the hotel room. Oh, and here's this. Look at this. Another image from the same Facebook album shows a screenshot of a 2013 group chat called BlizzCon Cros Cosby Crew. And former Blizzard designer David Kozak writes, I'm gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Brigham replies as Afraziabi, You should marry all of them, Alex. Kozak writes, I can't. I'm Middle Eastern. Response. Um, Jesse McCree, currently a lead game designer at Prison, then writes, you misspelled fuck. <laughs> 
Let me just give you a few seconds to process all that. Yeah, um... I, I don't know what to do right now. Like, oh, and here's it, another it, thing too. That it, it's like when you, sorry, that Jesse McCree guy that I just mentioned. Isn't he inspired by, or isn't his name? Didn't it inspire McCready from Overwatch? Take a look at my screen. Oh my fucking god. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, it is fucking McCree from fucking Overwatch. Oh my god. And because of people have been asking to rename him. Oh my god. Because what of the that. Fuck. Because I, I remember playing Overwatch with my brother, and I was like, oh, McCready, or McCree, or whatever his fucking name was. And I'm looking at this guy, McCree. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And now, you know. And this other one, you know. It's like, like this is like, like what I was trying to say before was this is like thinking of what's beyond the known universe. You know, you think of the Earth and you think of the Milky Way, I think other galaxies and out of that, and like you start to get like mind fucked. But thinking this guy is named, his name is like. This character's name is derived from one of the developers that was involved in this fucking shit. I, I, I need to fucking take a walk. And now we have to rename him. You know? Because we don't want to reference this fucking guy. Like... Yeah, we, have, we have a lot more to talk about, because... It, it gets I, worse. Another ex-Blizzard source pushed back on the claims that the Cosby Suite was a joke about ugly boardrooms or sweaters, noting that when Blizzard moved to its new Irvine, California campus in 2008, the office had been painted, and to their knowledge, there was no infamous ugly boardroom, which... Where, do you, where did you find this? Um, it is, so, um, go to that BlizzCon Cosby crew thing. That image. This one? Um, no, the, uh, the, um, the, the DMs. Oh, this one? Yeah, and go down, uh, one, two, three paragraphs. You know, the ones I spaced out. Or it says another ex-Blizzard. It's a smaller one. It has a red line yep, I see for a it. link. Sorry, I just want to make sure you know. It's fine. I was trying to get in the, the flow of the article. Okay. But it's just like... Yeah. There is so much bullshit that's been covered up that... Like, like I don't care if this recording is going to be like 
three or four hours for a podcast. Like, this story deserves as much attention as we can give it. Like, there is a reason why I said this was going to be the big topic of the night. You have to be willing to look at the ugly side of things in order to get better. Exactly, and it really is awakening, but let's keep going, because I will give a lot of sentiments afterwards, like, this is getting sickening. Look at this. Corey Stockton, currently a lead game designer at Blizzard, and Greg Street, former Blizzard developer, are currently working on a new MMO at Riot Games, were also present in the chat. The chat was provided as a series of screenshots depicting a wide array of Facebook posts by... Afrasiabi, all under a 2013 photo album. The album contained a picture exclusively dedicated to the amount of alcohol procured in preparation for the Cosby Suite, according to the captions. The album showcases the large-framed Cosby photo in a variety of angles held by a number of different people. And Stockton wrote at the time, possibly the greatest group chat in the history of mankind. And then we can... New Stockton and McCree did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Street but they provided an update saying that he Greg Streep had tweeted a brief statement in which he claimed the Cosby Suite was a green room for taking breaks during BlizzCon and that he is embarrassed at the nickname nickname of the room given all that we know now. And, and you can see the chat here, look at this. I'm gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Bring them, Greg. You on the way? You can't marry them all, Alex. I can. I'm Middle Eastern. You misspelled fuck. Uh, Hilton Bar. Come to the whatever. And and look at this. Mics were dropped. And you can see like everything that was described in the article there. Yeah. Like. Look at this. By 2013, there were already multiple allegations of sexual assault against Cosby. E blah 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 blah. Come until 28. First, the hotel room. The Cosby suite name was a play on the comedian's iconic ugly sweaters and didn't have any sexual connotation at the time. And so they suggest the writer yeah. joke was that the rooms in question looked dated, like the sweaters. One source said they were told it was a reference to an ugly boardroom back at Blizzard's main office, which reportedly had similar pattern to the sweater. Another said they misunderstood it to be a reference to an ugly hotel room during a different gaming conference. But it shows that all the pictures of the 2013 BlizzCon hotel room walls were largely white and blank, and the decor was nondescript. The rug visible in some of the photographs does have a pattern, but looks nothing like the sweaters in the frame picture everyone is holding. And it says another ex-Blizzard's pushed back and claimed the Cosby Suite was a joke about ugly boredom sweaters, noting that when Blizzard moved to its new Irving, California campus in 2008, something you, you mentioned that, the office had been freshly painted and to their knowledge there was no infamous ugly boardroom. Now we're not going to link up the, I'm not going to look at the link of the article, but we'll keep going because you can see here, joke, many captions and comments posted in 2013 are sexual in nature. Justin Kotaku sources who suggested that the joke was an innocent play on the infamous room. Some else also insisted that despite this apparent widespread notoriety that was memorable enough to commemorate with a framed picture, they did not know the room belonged to Afrasiab specifically. 
and you can see that like the college room they interpret it as something like oh here's this one look at this in one image procured by Kotaku, a group of women are sitting on a bed in the room with the Cosby portrait. One of the women appears to have a hand on another's breast, which is cheered on by the men in the comments. And according to the images that they had, and two sources with Afraziabi, Cosby's representation was apparently the point of why the group of men gathered around his picture in the photos. And at that time, it was such a boys' club that creating something like the Cosby Suite was seen as funny. Only you could get an efficacy efficacy laid. Cosby approved hashtag. Here's another. Like, look at this. Like, I, I am. I am. Like. The more you look at this, like, I don't know if I can go on much further. Like, I think we got, like, yeah, they're all with the end of the article anyway, so it doesn't matter. But everything else kind of what we are discussed about. I'm going to look at this second article later, but yeah, this is. Oh, I wasn't even sure of the article. Oh my god. Jeez. Yeah, everyone, um, here's the article right here. Uh, you can see this is the alcohol image right there. This is the infamous picture right here. This has the chat that we were taking a look at. Ever got one? Just pause the video if you want to take a look at some of this stuff. It really makes you sick. And yeah, it really does. Like, I think we have like, and they didn't. Now do we have this whole Cosby Sweet thing? But there's even more allegations afterwards. Yeah, there's even more sick stuff. Like, not like the cool type of sick, but the disgusting kind of sick. And this was all revealed. Like, take a look at this. Miss Stein, who worked at Activision from 2014 to 2017 in a customer service role, helping gamers with problems and glitches, said she had consistently been paid less than her ex-boyfriend, who joined the company the same time she did and performed the same work. Miss Stein said she had once declined drugs that her manager offered at a holiday party in 2014 or 2015, which soured their relationship and hampered her career. In 2016, a manager messaged her on Facebook, suggesting she must be into some freaky stuff and asking what type of pornography she watched. She said she had also overheard male colleagues joking that some women had their jobs only because they performed sexual favors for male superiors. <sighs> I know, me and you both, like... It's just fucking terrible. It really you is. Know? Like, I, I mean... Maybe there are, like, a few things that are, you know, I, but it's just, like, I, I can't describe how fucking terrifying the idea of this being a thing is, you know, that this is something, it's just the fact that nobody came forward that scares me the most, it's like, you know, it's you come forward and you lose your job, or... 
know, because it's mostly just shut up, sit down. You have nobody behind you. And now with the whole bottle, you know, the cork finally pops open. You know, literally, it's that. It's it's just like that. You know, like everyone is sick of it. Yeah. So. Um, another thing that was mentioned was that Vice published a report on Friday about a story of Emily Mitchell, who was a security researcher, research, security researcher who approached Blizzard's booth at Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference in 2015, harassed by Blizzard representatives. And this is what they said. When she got to the table, she said she asked about the penetration testing position. Penetration testing, or pen testing, is the industry term for a security audit. Mitchell said she was wearing a t-shirt made by cybersecurity company SecureSafe, which had penetration expert on the front. One of the Blizzard employees first asked if she was lost. Another one asked if she was at the conference with her boyfriend. Another one asked if she even knew what pen testing was. One of them asked me when was the last time I personally penetrated, if I like being penetrated, and how often I got penetrated. Waypoint. I was furious and felt humiliated, so I took the free swag and left. What? I'm sure you're looking at the same thing, and you're just like. You're... I, I'm hearing this. I'm. Not, I don't. I'm. I'm not looking at it. I. I don't. I. I... It's like you can't <sighs> even look at it anymore after I keep mentioning well, stuff. No, it's just the fact that this is real people. Like this isn't a story. This isn't fantasy. This is literally like what happened and what is happening in a modern fucking society too. You know. These are also the people that we, you know, cheer on for, like you said, like you, it's, it's terrible because, you know, you used to like World of Warcraft, and it's just like, these are the people that we look up to, the developers of this game, and it's like, you know, these are the people that are fucking making these games that we love. Oh, God, I... And it's like this, this specific thing about like you know making a, a funny joke. Where's the joke in that? You know. Yeah. But well, the joke is like you know being overly flirtatious and like, oh, it's funny because you know it has to deal with like you know the whole you know thing. But it's just like it's not funny, you know. Yeah. It's not. It, it never was. It, you know, it, it might be funny if you know you know them romantically, but it's not funny. You know, it's it's not funny at all. It's like it's creepy. It's fucking disturbing. It's like yeah. you know. Well, I would. I would understand if it's like you're talking to a group of friends, you're all laughing, everything like that. You know, but when you're talking to someone that you don't even know, and you're trying become... to be professional. Dude, this is a fucking professional environment. What the shit, you know? Oh, absolutely. And then here's another case I found to take a look at this. So, Mit yeah. so Mitchell would later work as a CEO at a company called blah blah blah. And when Blizzard wanted to hire the company in 2017, she poured the incident to founder and CEO Jeremy Gosney, according to Vice. 
Gosling posted his redacted email reply on Twitter in March 2017, demanding that Blizzard fulfill several conditions if they were to work together, including a 50% misogyny tax, where the proceeds would be donated to three charities supporting women in technology, and that Blizzard sent a letter to apologize to Mitchell. And I don't know if I want to go through this whole letter, but it's a long letter. But like, let me see if I can get pull Twitter up. But it's a long letter. It's a, if it, you want to, I. I'm sure you're looking at this stuff, and you're just like, I don't really want to get back into this stuff. You know, like I, I don't like I don't like to think about like I, I don't know. It's not that I'm like, you know. I'll just, I'll what I'll just do instead of reading this is I'm just gonna share. The, let's leave the screen like this. Yeah, you, you can you can talk about it. I just yeah. I'm just gonna leave this. I'm just gonna for those who don't know. I'm just gonna leave this screen just as it is for like a few seconds. Just pause if you want to read it, and. You know, just get out of it. Like this is all awful stuff. It really is. And I just can't believe. You know, I can't believe this shit. I I would never want this to be. Yeah. I would never want this to be my company. I I would never want. I would never want. Yeah, so I think we covered everything that we had to cover for this topic. We honestly did. I was looking at another article to verify that, you know, it is of the same material. Yeah. And it was, so pretty much. Uh, it was. If up. you want to keep on going, that's fine. But yeah, I'm just gonna. I think now that we have all the articles shared already, we've, we've seen all the yeah. articles. I think this is a time that we can use to just really just. I think this is the time that we can use to just talk about the general thing of the event and the overall timeline so to sum everything up we have a company who is being sued by like a california agency the dfeh for sexual harassment we've seen images of the protesters happen at the point of protest activision themselves having a poor response after the protest ceo bobby Kotick a, a corporate response that seems to cover up what he's trying to do. But more people have come out and this has negatively impacted the game like Overwatch and World of Warcraft. Oh, and their stock has tanked. It's all just fucking damage control. It really you know. is. And we here at Godcast, myself, Hydrate99, Blue Alpaca, and I'm sure Ghost Dweller, who is doing something else right now, would stand besides us and saying this, that 
we do not condone any sexual harassment in this sort of manner like this. Like, this is a very touchy subject. And... I'm gonna do something to commemorate all the people that... You know, I'm gonna do something a little different for the intro for this one. And maybe even the outro, too. Before the end card comes into place. Like, this stuff is... Ugh. Feel so for all those who worked at Blizzard and Activision who or any of all of Activision Studios like Toys for Bob and how all the Call of Duty all the studios got kind of combobulated for make Call of Duty and whatnot. For those for the employees who feel impacted by these decisions. We stand beside you in this matter. And we hope that this whole breakdown of the situation that you guys are in right now. If any of you watch this, we stand beside you. And I'm sure, you know, Alpaca... Would you like to give a moment of silence? No, I... I... I, I wanna just... Like... Uh, I don't really... It's not really a moment of silence. It's more just like I, I wanna... Because uh, I, I don't know what to do really to commemorate or not not even commemorate but it's like I don't know what to do to like say that I, I wish that this was I wish that this was all fake and that this never happened or that it's all you know but the fact that it's a government agency that's you know looking into this shit the fact that these people have you know walked out and have done strikes um the fact that there's a lot of evidence and you know you can tell that there's damage control you know like the fact that there is just so much that is like seems like you know damage control and something that it, most of it just seems like they're doing it to cover up yeah. behind closed doors I just like I just like yeah it's just I, I'm I'm just terrified, you know. And like some of our favorite games like for like Call of Duty and um, World of Warcraft, Overwatch. It's just that these people preach about inclusivity and all the shit and this is what comes out of those same people's mouths and like this is what not well not like mouths, but this is what 
eventually becomes of these people, and this is what these people are actually doing in their spare time, or what they should be doing with working, and that's that explains a lot of the like. I feel like I think that explains a lot of like the developmental hell that isn't actually developmental hell, you know? Yeah. Like. I, it's like, just people, you know, treating it like it's a fucking, like, free vacation day. Yeah. Jerk-off day, you know? Really, it's just like, for those of you who are watching, I don't blame you if you decide to uninstall Battle.net on your PCs. I don't blame you if you decide to stop playing any game from Activision Blizzard. Like... The Crash, any of the Crash remasters, or Crash 4, anything like that that came out, or the Spyro trilogy, remastered trilogy, or Tony Hawk, or, you know, I mean, I haven't really played Guitar Hero recently, I put, if I were to play a rhythm game, I would go more towards Rock Band, but, or I would, you know, or like I said, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, like these are all major games. From oh, and they also own of King, who makes Candy Crush. So I don't blame you. Don't want to play Candy Crush either, because even though they may not be directly involved with this whole thing, they are part of the same organization. But it's just it's been a sad week for these for these guys and while I wouldn't say support the corporate heads if there's any way to help the people who are trying to be protected or those that are trying to help protect those that have been harmed by the actions of Activision Blizzard's higher-ups. Please. And... If we have any chance of being able to expose more of the stuff in the future, like, we would be happy to do so. But, only under your consent. Um... I don't know I'm if we... Loyal. That's what I mean. I don't know if we even should talk about our funny topic today because this is just so deep after looking into it I don't want to um honestly yeah like, I feel like a lot of a lot of like um it's it's odd cuz like I'm I'm very hypocritical where I like I'm like, I want some endings to not be happy endings and always be kind of just like a depressing sort of thing. But when I get them, I'm like, oh, what if, what if this was like more silly or just like, it's like, uh, when I got to the ending of, um, uh, I guess Bioshock Infinite, you know? 
Hmm. It's kind of like you know your uh, your character is you know it's sad and your characters it's a shithole but you know I was like well what if it was a happier ending and whatnot not to spoil Bioshock Infinite because it's pretty good just don't connect it with Bioshock in general you know. Oh, I wouldn't because that's UK's issue. That's not Activision's issue. But I I'm think, just saying, like, like you know. this feels. I know this isn't related to Activision at all, but this rem- this feels kind of as strong as the famous scene of Sephiroth falling from the sky and just piercing Aerith. Like. That's a very iconic scene. I have not played the game myself, but I know how iconic of a scene that is. And it connected with something as brutal as this. It's just... It's tough. Uh, I'm more of just like, you know... It was more about, like, ending it off on a higher note. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hear you. It's not not about, like... Yeah, like... For me, it's like watching something that you thought was... It's like watching your friend who, you know, you love and you want them to be good. And, you know, they just turn out to be terrible people underneath the, you know... Ooh, and the wolves fold. Yeah. Um, you know. It just feels like that, you know? It's like you find out that they are literally perverted sickos, you know? Or that they've killed someone and it's not you know they don't they you know they like they kill someone recently it's not just like oh i've killed you know or it's like (sighs) fuck i'll tell you this much right now the thumbnail is not going to be a very silly one like the last episodes have been this is going to be a very serious thumbnail a very serious thumbnail for a very serious ending of an episode. Like, we've joked a lot in the earlier six topics, but I knew this was going to be the main topic that would take the most time. After, And this is the topic I'm glad that I was able to wait out longer. Like, if we just talked about, like, just the initial article and just moved on from it, it, it wouldn't do the justice that we would have done today. No. I'm glad we took the week off to just let's see how the dust did settle. Exactly. Um, like we. I want to ask you. Are you sure this is recording? Oh, just, this is uh, rec- oh, this is recording, and I have the timer just here. Just ask, because yeah. if this isn't recording, then for fuck's sake. Anyway. Yeah, um, if this, uh, yeah, if this failed to record, I would lose my absolute crud because. We just went through the most meaningful thing that's probably on the channel ever. The most sentimental yeah. topic. And I can't re-record something as raw as this. No, and I... I can't be open about a few things because it's private, but it's just like... This is some terrible stuff that I feel like I can relate to yeah and I'm, and we have the earlier six topics and i think what i'll do is i'll put like a time like what i'll do is in the introduction 
I'll say, in solidarity with something, I'm gonna make a proper introduction that's not the usual Godcast intro. Like, there'll be a little notice beforehand, and then, like, a thing before the end card happens. That just yeah. says, like, hey, we stand in support with you guys. Thank you for fighting for the protection of everybody, or whatever. Like, an actual proper notice in the video itself. Like, to show how a, ser a series of a matter this is. Like, we have our six earlier topics where we joke around a little bit and stuff, but this is the topic I wanted to spend the most time on today. And I'm glad I was able to make this, you know, a proper thing. So, do we, yeah. do we make this the... Should we end it now? Um... I don't think we have much to joke about anymore because we have such a dark topic we need. I mean, do, do, do you have anything else to add for you? Like I said, like, the whole concept of this is really, you know, it kind of makes you think about, like, some of the things that you do, like, you know, Sometimes I'm a socially awkward individual myself. I'll admit this. And sometimes when I'm near or by women or whatever, I sometimes feel like I can, and if it's especially a woman that is of high attractiveness in person, like if I'm really into them and I kind of know them a little bit, I start to act a little awkward, like, really awkward and sometimes almost creep levels like there was a time in which during my high school like outing or whatever my senior outing there was a girl that I liked and literally part it was like a whole senior outing and one of the things I did was I was trying to follow her and try to get as much of her attention as I can and then and then another thing happened, and there was one other girl I know. And I probably did some involuntarily physical contact, like hugs and stuff. No, yeah, I understand. Like, I understand. Don't I, forget anything. I'm just not. I, I understand. Yeah. I've done I'm some. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But it just reminds like, that's the only thing I can really add is just. It's a tough subject, like, it really is, like, when you can connect something with this. Like, when I was watching videos from Review Tech USA, and I don't want to make it, we usually make jokes with him, about him and whatnot, but this is a different case. Like, when I would watch videos from, like, Fall Wave or Review Tech USA, whatever, detailing the Activision Blizzard stuff, I kind of just cared a little less about it. But then when we did this discussion here, you and I, and we really, you know, but deep into it, it really opens you up in a whole new level. Yeah, I, um, but when I heard about the stuff, I didn't really, like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just another thing, but, you know, going into a deeper dive, it's a little bit more than that, and it it's not just it's it's literally not even just that you know it's it's not even just that it's like 
it's when you can actually feel the pain, I guess, or you can feel these people's trauma through. I wouldn't even say just, you know, even guessing, because, like, you know that this happened, you know, that this stuff has happened, and that these people, if there's no intervention, it will happen again. Right. And, uh, I guess just, I just, you know, it's just so interesting to think about, like, I think this all just, there's a lot we can learn from this. Everybody. Not just the people, the higher-ups, not just the DFEH, not just the people that are Activision and Blizzard, but everybody. Yeah, everybody, honestly. Can can learn to take what this you know. Just, these are people that haven't come out because they didn't have a voice. You know, they were just it in it for you know. Maybe it was funny the first time, but now it's getting a little perverted and a little heinous. So. Especially with Bill Cosby, like, who would have ever thought that at the time, like, he would have been, you know, known to be a pervert, and now that, you know, years later, and now we're talking about him again, because what he did then, before he got arrested and everything like that, all of a sudden kind of ties in with what this has happened. Like, it makes the whole thing really awful. And... And the fact that these people kind of idolize him in these images in a way, like as like, yay, it's funny, you know, or whatever. It's like, well, and they knew. Yeah. This was 2013. This is when Cosby actually got, you know, got, you know, called out. And you know, also so. to think that, like, here's another thing to think about, too. It's not a funny joke when you know the context already. Well, not only that, but all the in-jokes that, you know, like, myself, you, and Ghost have, like, we have our own circle of jokes. Like, what if all of a sudden one of our jokes gets out there? Like, we make fun of something. And it gets shown off into the light. And everyone looks at us as complete crazy psychos. Well, uh, you're gonna have to give me an example of that, but, uh... Well, I mean, we, I, I, there's nothing I can think of now, but what if that happens? I know we make fun of, I know, especially Ghost likes to make fun of furries. Like, oh, yeah, I mean... I mean, that's, a, that's, that's still a group of people that, you know, have lives and do things. And don't yeah. get me wrong, I try to be the accepting one of the bunch, and I know that it's named upon to make fun of them. But it's just sickening to think that, in a way, if we think about it, by making fun of the furries, we're technically making fun of a group of people in an orientation. 
Oh yeah, I get I get that, honestly. Um like it's the subtle like making fun of people for something different. And it just it really just makes you wake up and just realize, hey, we shouldn't really be doing this. Like I make I try to make a I try to make a playful fun of things, but I'm like, hey, um listen. Guys are actually welcome here. Ignore what he says. We want you welcome here. I try to make it, I want to make it, like, you know, when I do make something, a joke about the furries, I want to make it seem like I'm trying to welcome you guys in. Like, I have no ill will to you guys. Like, don't get me wrong. We still have a long way to go to learn about everybody. It doesn't matter if you're transgender, gay, lesbian, bisexual, Christian, Muslim, atheist, Buddhist, Sikhist, Sikhism, Buddhist, Hindu, etc. We have a lot to learn about everybody. And I think this is the point that I should end this on, is that there's a lot we all have to learn. All right, everybody. So if you liked what you saw here today, um, just like, comment, subscribe, uh, follow our Discord on the, on the Discord server, which we have in the description of the video. I'm Hydrowave99. I'm And then Ghost is off somewhere else. And we'll see you all guys next week. And also, to all those who have been affected by the events of the Activision Blizzard, we stand in solidarity with you. I think it... I think it'd be more egregious. What about everyone, honestly, that's been affected by it? You know, right. Yeah. But, you know, Drunken, yeah. barbarianism. Let's make this. You know? Let's make this a better thing. To all those that have been affected by the actions of Activision Blizzard and all those of sexual harassment and any sort of harassment, video is to you. Bye, everyone. Bye.